You're listening to a not-for-print podcast, independent Australian podcasting. Hey everyone, just before we get into this week's episode, just reminding you that we are just over a week away from All My Friends Own Bar Band's live 5th birthday happening at the Vanguard in Newtown on the 25th of October, which is a Sunday. There are going to be two shows, one starting at 6.30 and the other starting at 9. For the first show, we have Alex the Astronaut, L. Fresh the Lion, and we have just announced today that Bray Fisher from Dear Seattle will also be joining us for that episode. And for the second show, we have the inimitable Sarah Blasco and a couple more guests to be announced next week. Tickets are on sale now. They are available from moshticks.com.au, thevanguard.com.au, and from the link in the show notes for this very episode. Grab some, and I will see you there. This episode of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands was recorded on the land of the gadigal Wongal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to elders past and present, and we acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded, and this always was always will be Aboriginal land. Enjoy the episode. David James Young here, back for another week of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking this out. We have a wonderful guest for you this week. Her name is Lisa Caruso. I met Lisa a couple of months ago, opening for friend of the show, Phil Jamison, at the Lansdowne. We hit it off. She is an absolute delight, and she invited me over to her place in the Inner West so we could sit down, shoot the shit, and talk a little bit about her career Thus far, she's just put out her debut album. It's called In Feelings, and it is absolutely beautiful. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, I strongly recommend that you do. And tonight, she will be launching the album with two sold-out shows at the Vanguard. So I figured this was as opportune a moment as ever to share this with you. Thanks so much to Lisa for having me over at her place and for helping to set this one up. Really appreciate it. Speaking of the Vanguard, just another quick reminder, we are doing two live shows at the Vanguard on Sunday, October 25th, 6.30pm and 9pm. Would love to see you at either or both. If you like what you're hearing, there are a few ways that you can support this podcast. Heading on over to Apple Podcasts and leaving a rating and a review. Five stars would be awesome, of course. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. If you have any friends that you think might be into what we're doing, please let them know. Word of mouth is obviously a huge part of what we're doing as well. And... If you would like to go the extra mile and help to keep the lights on over at DJY slash Barbands HQ, you can do so by supporting me over on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you will gain access to bonus content, behind-the-scenes stuff, and little bits and bobs from across my work as a freelance music journalist, a podcaster, and a musician. 
So head on over to patreon.com slash David James Young and we can take it from there. That is p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash David James Young. In the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch, barbandspod at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Instagram. Hit up the Not For Print Podcasts Network. That is at Not For Print Pods, P-O-D-S, and you can find out more information about Bar Bands, my other podcast, The Big Show Show Show, and another podcast I work with called Doug by Us. You can also follow me on Instagram at DJYWrites, and you can visit all my friends on barbands.com. All right, let's cross now to my chat with the divine Ms. Lisa Caruso. Dream lover, you dreamed a version of me. Dreams of a life While I sat patiently Gave me your smile But now you're here to breathe You chose to lie Together there on me What about me? Hi everyone, I'm David James Young And all my friends are in bar bands Today I would like to introduce you to my friend Lisa Caruso Hello how are you? I'm good, thanks. Well, I'm tired, but I'm good. How big are you? <laughs> yeah, big month. <laughs> big year. Big year. It's all happening, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wild ride, right? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, just, unprecedented times. It becomes like you just don't know what to say anymore, huh? Yeah, pretty much, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, how are you doing? How the fuck do you think <laughs> I'm doing? <laughs> just wildly gesturing around. It's just like, come on, man. Yeah, it's Friday afternoon. We are in Sydney, and yeah, uh, Lisa is currently. Uh, by the time you hear this, it will be out in the universe. But we are currently in the most. I'd, I'd say one of the least liked areas that a musician finds themselves in: purgatory. <laughs> was, Every- my face was like, "What is he going to say?" <laughs> well, think about it. Right, you've done everything that you can. It's mixed. It's mastered. Everything is done, but no one can hear it yet, <laughs> right? Yeah, It's just in that little window between, all right, close it up. We've done all we can. It's stick, stick a fork and it's done. And here it is. Everyone listen to it. It's, it's out in the world. There's that, there's that mo- the few months, or so, for some people it can be up to a year or whatever, but like, there's that chunk of time where it's just like, Oh man, I really want to fucking show you this, but I, I am there's a lot of red tape and all that sort of shit, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I've cheated a bit, and I've I've given away now about half of the album. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Which has been super nice, but I am absolutely. That's the feeling of these last sort of five tracks, and like yeah. I can't wait for people to hear them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's been a long time coming, hasn't it? Yes. So it's been about, I think we started in 2017. Good Lord. Um, yeah. So we went over to London and worked with Ben Fletcher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who I just love and he's a really great friend of mine now. So, how did, yeah. How did that come about? Was that just a mutual friends kind of thing? Uh, so my partner is a sound engineer. Right. And from way back when he did the Devoted Few and um, Blue Bottle Kiss, so yeah, 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 yeah. Matt did sound for those guys, and also Sarah Blasco. Of course, So yeah. there's a bit of a sort of history there, and then we were introduced, and yeah, we just started chatting, and it became the perfect fit. How old are you? 
How old? I yeah, can't yeah. tell you that. Well, of course you can. <laughs> I'm joking. We're all friends here. I'm absolutely, I'm 35. Right, okay. So, yeah, so I'm 29. So, like, I was... I was I was like obsessed with Devoted Few from afar because like mm. I was like 15 when their first record came out and I could never go and see them because I was living in fucking Nara. Yeah. But like, were you going to see them and like bands Actually, like that back in the day? I don't know. I feel like I had a bit of a cloth over my eyes, face. When I was <laughs> in, in my younger years, I was like super into a lot more sort of pop and like... Oh, true. Yeah. Like how old would you be talking? Would you say 15? So Around then, like, 04. Yeah, so the first record's 04. Yeah. So I would have been just out of high school. Yeah, I was. I felt not sheltered, but I feel like I wasn't really part of the music scene yet. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I wasn't really amongst it all. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, always, it's always funny when you kind of break down this whole industry thing where it's mm. just like, there's thousands and thousands of people out there, and then you're just like, Oh wait, no! You could probably fit all of us into a room at yeah, one exactly. point or another because, like, well, you know, one person, and then they shall you introduce you to two people, yeah. and then they introduce you to two people, and so on. And it's so almost on, like so on. a really small country town. Yeah, totally Put right. Into one big space. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome. Oh, oh I that. agree. I agree. <laughs> well, that's how we cross paths because a uh, friend of the show, Phil Jamison uh, mm-hmm. of of Grand Spoon fame. Uh, enlisted you to open for his shows at the Lansdowne about yeah. a month or two ago. And yeah. that's where we met. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Were you a Grinspoon kid growing up? Or were, were you just, was it? I was still in Dag. Yeah. dag oh, it's not even Daggy. I was, let me just say, I was into Backstreet Boys. And Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was into all the boy bands and the girl bands. Yeah. Hell yeah. I was like a pop queen. I had my own, I even had my own girl band. When that's so We great. entered like Southgate Talent Quest. Oh, that's wild. We sang. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. That's so good. We will definitely get into that. <laughs> but like, because they were coming, Grinners were coming up in like the late 90s, right? And like. That's the time where I'm, like, properly obsessing over, like, watching Rage every weekend because that's my only connection to music. Like, I can't go and see it. I'm, like, eight and living in a fucking rural town or whatever, (laughs) right? But, like, I feel like because the charts were just so fucking all over the place is why I have such a diverse music taste now Mm. because it would just be, like, Spice Girls, Backstreet Boys, Hanson, all of that. But But, like, on the same time of the charts, you'd have... You too, and then Marilyn Manson, and then Massive Attack, and then Grinspoon, yeah. and then Powderfinger, and then The Living End, and it's just like all of this wild conjunction of music that is all popular at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And then, of course, the older sister, the cooler older sister, introduces you to like Jeff Buckley and the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, and yeah. That's where I started my love for like PJ Harvey and yeah. Cat Power, for example. Oh fuck! I just noticed you. Uh, there's a very lovely PJ Harvey block mound up on your wall. Yes. Very very nice. Big fan. Yep. Rocking the sax. Yeah. Good shit. Oh man, were you at that last tour? The yes. one out at ICC? Yeah. Man, that was so good. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was quite a show. Masterclass, huh? right? Yeah. Oh, my favourite part about that, just the, the logistics of that tour, is that she was, like, tailing Nick Cave by, like, a couple of days. Like, yeah. literally, he played the exact same venue, like, the night before. Yeah. And then was offered a different... Re- like, they were missing each other by a couple of days playing the same venue. So, it's just like... Yeah. You know when you just... You just like, oh, fuck, my ex is here. Just shit. Go, go, go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
didn't think of it like that, but yeah, it was definitely an exciting week for everyone. Oh yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Well, yeah, because like Jimmy World was there that week, and then I saw Alexis on Fire, and then I saw Nick Cave, and then yeah, right. I, I saw I saw Alexis on some of the guys from Alexis on Fire, and Amanda Palmer, and Neil Gaiman all at <laughs> the Nick Cave show. I'm just like, what the fuck is yeah, going on? Awesome. And then refused were here the the next day, and then I saw PJ Harvey the it's day that after that. Small country town thing, again. yeah, right. That's what it's it feels just like, like for whatever reason, there was just this this brief moment in time where everyone was here at the same same period. Oh man, what was even funnier as well was um, Mick Harvey, who used to play in the Bad Seeds, was mm. playing in, in PJ Harvey's band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had two X's on the same yeah. tour. <laughs> <laughs> and Warren Ellis, and Warren Ellis, his bandmate from the Dirty Three. Yeah, well, they had their Zalurus supporting. White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, we should, all, we should all be hanging out. And yeah. then it's just like, no. Nick and PJ in the background just being like, no, no. <laughs> Oh, it's a good backstage party then. Oh man, tell you what, good grief. <laughs> I start these by tracing back the initial interest in music, specifically where it changed from being something that maybe you were watching on TV, listening to on the radio, etc., to being like, this is what I want to do, I want to sing, I want to play instruments, I want to be in a band, all that sort of stuff. Can you tell me about how like music kind of factored into your childhood and your upbringing and if there was any kind of moment where you're just like, yeah, I'm going to do that, whatever, whatever that is, I want to do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, it starts quite early. My dad was a drummer in right. a wedding band, an Italian wedding band. Um, so we always had like music on around the house. We used to always go to the gigs at yeah, New yeah, Year's yeah. time. We used to join along in these wedding gigs as well. I think at about three years old, I got up and, you know, parents always tell the story that I sang some, I don't know, it was Twinkle Twinkle or something oh, in front of everyone. So it was quite. Yeah, that's pretty young, I suppose. And then in school, I was super into, always loved to sing, put on shows. In about year three, I started like writing songs and, you know, had a little bit of a girl band going. And that's then, so cool. Yeah, so it was a long time ago. And then in high school, took it more seriously. Right, yeah, and yeah, we, yeah. that's when we entered those contests. Mm-hmm. And then the band broke up in about year 12. And so it's, it was the same girl group the whole <laughs> way through. Almost Holy a couple shit. members. Yeah. yeah, wow. So I've been living that dream. I've been a girl band. We've had posters Fuck, since that's I was. Amazing. <laughs> Holy shit! Nothing of fame, but um, <laughs> yeah. And then I just picked up the guitar when I was about seventeen and started writing songs. Right. And then I just knew that yeah, music was always going to be a big part of what I do. Where'd you grow up? Sydney city. Yeah. Girl. Right. Yeah. Around like St. George area. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. So pretty instant and immediate access to music then. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah my first, oh, we were talking about this the other day. My first band I ever saw was Destiny's Child. Fuck off, really? <laughs> it was pretty awesome. That's so sick. Was that at the Entertainment Center? Oh. Or out at Homebush? I think it might have just been... It was It was something small. Oh, it, I, not like the Enmore. My memory of it... No, not the Enmore, but my memory Porter? of it wasn't massive. I can't remember what the venue was, yeah. but we were up close. We were like in the pit. Yeah, wow. So it was... Yeah. That's hectic. Yeah. That, would, I'm trying to think. Would that have been like... Had Michelle joined at that point? Like, were they... The, was oh, it Michelle the three was them? in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah, I think it was an all-ages gig. Yeah, well, of course. It'd be fucking yeah. weird if it wasn't, right? 
It's like, let's market this music to children and then not let the children come to the show. It's just yeah. like, ugh. I don't know what marketing genius came up with that. Oh, God. But yeah, fuck, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So How old were you? Been at the gig? Yeah. Oh, maybe 16. Oh, bless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. And now look at Beyonce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. <laughs> you saw it in there, you're just like, this yeah. girl's going places. <laughs> you're an early investor. <laughs> yeah, it's a good album though, that one. That must be their debut. Oh, um Say my name. Oh yeah, yeah. Bills. So that's that's um writings on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think first or second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was when there was still a four piece. Yeah. Because then two of them got the arse and then Michelle came in. Yeah. Because it was Beyonce and Kelly and then two others that no one remembers. Mm. Who were yeah. Do you, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm trying to think now. Yeah, exactly. We we're just like, hey, justice for whoever those other two were in Destiny's Child. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, look, I will I will insert their names here. <laughs> Latoya Luckett and Latavia Robertson. Oh, that's who they were. Of course it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Tell me about the first time you perform. So, how old are you? Uh, I had... So, our girl group had singing lessons. Yep. And our first time, I suppose, that we had our concert... Is that, is that how far down we're going or am I like talking now I'm an adult and I have lots of songs to sing? <laughs> um, well, that, oh, yeah, what are we talking? Yeah, let's, let's go all let's the way go back. all the way. Why not? <laughs> oh, it was like Hurstville Civic Centre. Okay. And they like sang some Grease song, which I can't remember. Oh, it was the Rama Lama Lama, Kadinga Da Dinga Dong Oh, we go together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Changa to change your bum. Fuck yeah. So it was then, and then I guess just kept doing it. And I performed, I think, I had my first sort of band set up in my early 20s. Okay. And I played, we played the Hopeton. That was one of our first-ish gigs. Yeah, And right. the Excelsior uh-huh. around that time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very important question mm-hmm. about the girl group. Did you have headset mics? Oh, I wish. Oh, isn't that the dream? We had cheeky, uniforms. Cheeky I want headset that now. Mic. Yeah, right. Yeah. You, yeah, you definitely need some choreography. Yeah. yeah, to go with to go go with the songs. For Actually, sure. Dave Jenkins had one the other night. He did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out previous guest of the show, lifetime friend yeah. of the show, Jenko. Daddy Jenko, fucking <laughs> pulling out all the stops. Yeah, I'll, we should we should hit him up and be like, dude. Can you can you get us a couple on the I slide? Need Ma- yeah, <laughs> mates rates. Apparently they're quite difficult. Also, my sound engineer boyfriend says mm. to kind of you know get going. Oh, totally. But it's it's for the aesthetic more yeah. than anything. Yeah, it's and, it's a wild and look. walking yeah. around and yeah, exactly. Not now, but <laughs> not in COVID. <laughs> but the freedom. Oh, exactly right. <laughs> That's what we want. Get, away, get up and dance away from the piano. That's what we want. Yeah. That's a dream right there. Oh, man. Were you like the de facto leader of this group? <laughs> can I say that? I well, don't know. I'm, can you? I'm actually the only one that survived the, you know, music career. Oh, so you're a, a survivor? survivor. <laughs> you're a survivor. <laughs> yeah. You can tell I'm... Real Destiny's Child. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Now that's in my head. It's not going to go away. <laughs> yeah, we all took our turns. You know, back then, you'd, someone takes a verse, a chorus. We come in with harmonies on the, yeah. the bridge. Right. Yeah. And you were, you were writing all of these songs? Oh, oh, back then, no. Back then, it was all about the just, covers. Just covers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just get the karaoke tracks and just... Or were you actually just singing along to the actual songs? <laughs> no, we had karaoke. Oh. Sure. <laughs> That's seen, back when you had to I've pay seen, for the tracks. Oh, man. <laughs> Take me back. Holy yeah. shit. That's wild. <laughs> oh, man. So, what's, what kind of sparks the, the transition then? Like, uh, what are you kind of... What are you kind of exposed to or what are you listening to that kind of turns you into the quote-unquote singer-songwriter direction? Mm. Away from pop stuff. Yeah, I guess, as mentioned, the um, Jeff Buckley uh, sort of PJ Harvey and Cat Power vein. Yeah. That kind of indie, sometimes-ish rock folk yeah. thing, yeah, soul. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, I guess I, I wanted to start to write songs proper, so right. I picked up the guitar and I thought that would be the best way to do that. Mm-hmm. Um like, were you learning guitar growing up, or was this just, like, something you just kind of picked up and learnt by ear? No, very self-taught. Yeah, right. I, I learnt piano, I, I started to learn piano growing up, and then the teacher was a bit nasty, so I stopped. Sad. Across the board, anytime yeah. someone on this on this podcast brings up piano lessons, they <laughs> fucking hate piano lessons. Oh, we hate piano lessons as a kid. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just because, and, and always it's just like, Oh, I fucking hated them. Mm. Wish I'd, I wish I'd stuck with it yeah, though, because exactly. like I'd love to be able to just figure shit out on piano now. <laughs> yeah, I guess that depends what age you are, but the fundamentals. Because I've taught, you know, I teach singing and a dabble in teaching a bit of piano to young ones. Yeah, the yeah, fundamentals yeah. of that it's actually very difficult to teach. It's hard, right? Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Like, so I guess it needs to start boring. But when you're budding to be like this amazing piano player you don't mm. want to do that no absolutely not <laughs> yeah. it's tough out there yeah exactly tough being a rock star yeah <laughs> we're trying to be a rock star yeah exactly <laughs> god can't catch a break right yeah. bullshit oh um. but yeah so i just like started writing and then i ended up doing some study of music right and then i just met heaps of people and continued to write and I just wrote uh, yeah I feel like now I'm releasing an album there's you just have to concentrate on the release especially as an independent musician of course yeah 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 but before this I just can't remember not writing so I just have written a lot of songs for many many years which is probably my most favorite part of the process sure yeah were you in any bands kicking around or was it always just kind of a solo thing? See, if I played piano... <laughs> yeah, right? You could have been in more bands, yeah. Um, no, I I, uh, I feel like I just fell into this solo thing. I think mm. my music lends itself to, you know, it is... I don't feel like the... Sonically, it's singer-songwritery in yeah. terms of how it now sounds, but the way that I write and, you know, it is very Lisa Caruso and... But along over the years, I've absolutely just wanted to be in some kick-ass band and yeah, not right? have had to have like yeah. this much pressure just on me and and just to like be cruising in that band and just yeah. play like yeah. But no, it's never happened. Anyone out there? <laughs> Anyone? Well, can you play drums? No, uh. I don't think I have the patience. Because. <laughs> 
Everyone, everyone can play guitar. There's like one dude that can play drums, and he plays for like seven different bands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's just like, wait, can you play for us? Uh, yeah, I can be there at like two <laughs> on a Sunday. I'm booked out completely for the rest of the week. I, I used to think that um, bass players were hard to come by, but I guess all bass players are guitarists at some. Yeah, point. yeah, yeah. By proxy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> you just kind of pick it up. Really, it's just like oh. Oh, I, well, that's just the note I would be playing normally on a chord, so I'll just play that yeah. along. And oh, great! I'm a bass. I'm a, I'm a bass player now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Root note, baby. Yeah. Now we're talking. Good shit. So it's still in the pipeline. I think I'd love to be cruising on stage, just playing bass. For Fuck yeah! Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah. If uh, if my band ever needs one, I'll hit I'll he- up. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, fuck yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Excellent. That's that that's that's a project. That's something we can work towards. Brilliant. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so you're just you're just playing in, in bars around Sydney or around this point. You're like early twenties, yeah? How old are you um, when you're like yeah. first starting to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I suppose it's funny thinking back to you know the twenty, my twenties, and then when I first recorded my first EP, I was like, "Oh, you can actually record music too." For yeah. some reason, it just didn't occur to me. Despite the fact you've been ages. listening to it the entire time, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very odd. You're just like, know. "Oh wait, I can do that." Hang yeah, on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can't even ex- begin to explain why it took me so long to actually start recording. And there's something about when you start to record, you just want to keep doing it. You know. And it, it kind of motivates you to do other things yeah. more and in a different way. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's how you get the sound engineer boyfriend, right? It's a lateral move. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty clever. Right? <laughs> I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. <laughs> Set for life now. <laughs> yeah. Mwah. Love it. Are you just playing around Sydney or are you like playing up and down the coast? Or like what? what's your... What's your kind of regime like when you're kind of getting your name out there initially? Yeah, um, so I've really, as I mentioned, I released singles off this album, and one of them I thought, okay, I'm going to make a proper go at the tour aspect because I'm a highly independent musician, mm-hmm. um, independent woman. Oh yeah, part yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you put some like serious yeah, Destiny's Child <laughs> music under this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> So um, let's go back to the question. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, no, I can't get that dancing girls out of my head. There they are. Um, <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. Oh, independent. Yes. Yeah. Independent musician. So coming to me at this point in what's the month? It's 2020 and I'm about to release a record. Yes, you are. And now we're talking about, have you done this and this and this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're back in the zone. Yeah. So, going back to, um, yeah, just being an independent musician and the whole point of why I bring this up being talking about touring is because there's just so much to do. Oh, isn't there? And I just decided, yeah, on the second single that I released, I'm like, okay, I'm going to really try hard to then go and book some gigs up and down the coast. We went to Newcastle at Perth Stag, which was awesome, fun, and... um. We did some shows in Wollongong and then I went to Melbourne, did mm-hmm. some shows. So, yeah, I've dabbled, but I haven't done like a big tour. Yeah, right, right, Which right. would be awesome, but 
can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> one time where you're just like, yeah, I could really fucking smash one out yeah. now. And then it's just like, oh, wait, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> now was my chance. <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, that's yeah. brutal. Oh, man. How do you feel like your, I guess, your approach to performing over the years has kind of changed? Like, for example, first time seeing you is in a support slot and, you know, when you're the support act, you're playing to a largely alien audience. Like, you're going to go out there and play songs that most of those people haven't heard. Most people are working off the off basis of not knowing who you are. Mm. Like, do you change how you perform depending on whether you're playing to people that know you or whether you're playing to people that, you know, don't know you at all? Or is it kind of just like a consistency across the board of just like what you see is what you get? Yeah, I just love it. So I just I just get in the I try to get in the zone, I suppose, and I just feel like I just smash it out and I want to always express the song and perform you know to my best every single time. Yeah. So yeah, I just try and grab everyone's attention. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun for me. I really love performing and especially these songs because they have a lot of drama about them and they're extremely real. There's just moments, I suppose, you know, in your life you write these songs. Some are powerful, some are quite, you know, somber. And in every song I like to feel that moment again. Yeah. So that's how I perform, I guess. Yeah, totally. No, ma- no matter who it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. I get you. And do you feel like it changes whether you're playing just by yourself or with a with a full band? Because, like, uh, mm. as you mentioned, like, you know, like, you, you've been doing the quote-unquote solo thing for a while, but you've also had people coming in and playing with you, et cetera, as well. Yeah, for sure. I feel like naturally there's just heaps more freedom as a s- doing it solo just because I feel like, it, yeah, it is a different show because you can, you know, play more to the feeling and if you're a little bit not strict on time, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I absolutely love, like, a, we've got band shows coming up, but I even just played a duo show, which I did heaps um, for a couple years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just feeling the energy of someone else on stage is the best. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, less lonely and someone to talk to when things can get awkward if you feel a bit awkward. Or, totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you feel like the motivation to do what you do, like, because when, you, when, when you're young and starting out as a musician, like, I feel like it's very idealistic and it's very clear of just, like, this is what I want to do, this is what I'm setting out to do, you know? Like, there's there's that kind of drive and ambition there that is, you know, very kind of forthright and very kind of single entendre. It's very straightforward, mm. you know? There's no kind of meandering or you bullshit or anything You also sometimes like need that. to be, I suppose. I think so. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, do you feel like as you've gotten older, the motivation to continue to write and perform and play and make and just be involved in music one way or another, do you feel like that has, like changed or like recalibrated over the years or do you feel like that's been like a sole constant for you like from when you started out up till now Mm, I think it's gotten stronger actually yeah which is kind of nice to say out loud I feel like I will always have to do it like you have this thing where you're like I can't not do this and I feel like I won't be satisfied unless you know I write 
you know, finally at my debut album and I want to write the second pretty quickly and I feel like I have these goals and motivations to do that mm. before perhaps things start to slow down. Not that I think they will at any time, but yeah. also like I'm a realist and I also love everything else about life. Like yeah. I love music and I love being a musician, but I'm also enjoy hanging out with friends and I love family time and you know maybe one day I'd like a family. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. sort of the motivation is absolutely there. But I guess as you get older, for me, it just gets coupled with other things. Yeah. Which, I mean, there's so many incredible women out there that yeah. are making music and falling sure. pregnant and still doing it. So it makes me less scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, know, do you know Lani Stone at all? Yeah, yeah they're yeah. great friends. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Just, just seeing her. Yeah, she's she's about to pop. Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't even realize the last time I, I saw her, that would have been back in like February or something mm. like that. She hadn't told anyone yet. Yeah. And then I saw her a few months later. I'm just like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, you should have told me. I was so excited. Yeah. I was oh. like, you're having a baby. And she's like, you should have one too. <laughs> Oh yeah, just sync up, okay. rele- sync up release dates. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Now we're talking. We're twinning on many levels. Hopefully, oh. I'm not pregnant right now. <laughs> She's just released a single, so have I. Yeah. We both got rotation on Double J. <laughs> what else happened? We both have shows on the same night. Oh, you're kidding? Yeah. Oh man. Weird. I know, right? Lani, <laughs> <laughs> get your own ideas, okay? Yeah. Jesus. I mean, I love Backstreet Boys. She's actually toured with them. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had Georgia on the show last year and we talked yeah. about it. Amazing. Oh, so, so good. <laughs> oh, my Lord. All right. We'll wrap it up here. But before we do that, I ask this of all of my guests. And now it is your turn, Lisa Caruso. I want to know about the best and worst shows that you have ever played. Bah. Exactly. Well. <laughs> That's why I save it to last. Yeah. So, the worst show. Let's bring it back to that. Lovely childhood moment. Oh, please. Rama, lama, lama. Mm-hmm. I've been a bit unwell over the, you know, I've got a bowel disease, Crohn's disease. And I think at that moment, it was, I thought it was 14. Right. And I'd just been on some quite heavy steroids. and As you do. And when you are on medication like that, it can really mess with your, like you're already nervous. Uh-huh. But it makes you feel a little bit worse. So oh, I remember no. feeling awful and I just, I actually ran off. Just like in, in a performance. Mid. Mid. Mid Ramalama. Oh, no. <laughs> you ran a llama. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, so that was the worst. Oof. But probably a great learning curve. <laughs> Lots of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want too much pressure down there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. And my best would absolutely have to be the King Street Coral oh, last true. year. Oh, dope. Nice one. Yeah, it was... Where, where it were was you? amazing. At the Union. Oh, sick. Nice one. Great yeah. pub. So, it was super packed. It was an amazing energy. And I just feel like the band and I were really at our... A really good... We just had such a good time. And it was Fuck, a really yes. big... I think we'd been playing heaps of shows around that time. So, felt awesome. People were there watching. It was really good. Unreal. Yeah. Lisa Caruso, the floor is yours. Pedal your wares. Plug your shit. Tell people what you got going on. <laughs> um, what's happening? Well, releasing an album. I don't know when this show's going to air, but I'm releasing an album on October 9th. It will be out by then. 
Yes. What's it called? It's called In Feelings. There you go. It has all of my feelings. There's going to be a couple shows at the Vanguard and at Create or Die. There'll be a live stream, which will be really fun. Dope. Vinyl, merch, the lot. I'm all catching happening. up. It's it's going to be all online in October. Safe. Look forward to it. Lisa, thank you so, so much for your time. Thank you so much, David. I'm David James Young, and all my friends are in Barbets. You've just listened to a not-for-print podcast, independent Australian podcasting.